Hello, everyone. My name is Kina Newell. I'm a financial coach and I work with professional women and solopreneurs to create new possibilities with their money. If you are tuning in right now, you are joining me for Money Files. So welcome. Hi, welcome back to day three of my Where Are They Now series. Today I'm with my client, Dana. And if you have ever felt like you are robbing Peter to pay Paul, you'll definitely want to tune in to Dana's episode. She will tell you all about our work that we did in my one-to-one coaching partnership. We started working together early on in 2020. She actually found me in 2019, but she's just had a transformational shift in how she thinks about her finances. And I'll be interviewing her again here in the next few weeks. So if you are listening to this and it's been some time since I've actually released this episode, you should look for her newly recorded episode as well. All right. Enjoy. So hello, everyone. Welcome to day three of the Where Are They Now series. I am with my client, Dana. We've known each other, Dana, what, for about a year because you were in the 2020 vision challenge that I did last year. Yes. Somehow I came across it on Facebook, signed up for the challenge, was interested. And I think at the end of the challenge, you offered a free consultation, you know, to discuss working with you. And I I had a conversation with you at the end of December, but we didn't start officially working together until early March, right? Yeah. Tell me about the call because I I went back through, which I, I think is really fun to go back and look at people's, like there's a questionnaire when you work with me, a questionnaire about like, you know, what's your struggle? Why is now the right time to start? And you told me that now wasn't the right time in December, last December. (laughs) But tell me more about like that discovery call and just your thoughts. Because yeah, you you didn't start until March. Right. So what was December? So, you know, we were in the middle of me overspending for Christmas. I knew I had some um, upcoming travel, personal travel for my daughter. And so I knew that there were like, large purchases that I was going to have to be making soon. So I didn't really have the, you know, disposable money to, to, to start working with you. And even when I did, I didn't necessarily have the, the, you know, disposable money to work with you, but I, you know, there was something about you, the money challenge. And even, you know, I was on your listserv and still part of the Facebook community. And I knew that it, it was time. And I told you before that during our first conversation, you had made the statement that uh, most of my clients make the, you know, the the money back within the first three months. And I kind of rolled my eyes. <laughs> and sure enough, within the first, I think, three months, I had saved about the same amount as the one month intensive. It wasn't in the way that I was expecting. It was kind of just snuck up on me. But I was like, oh, my goodness, I saved all this money without making any more money. Like my income didn't change. Nothing changed except my strategy uh, regarding my finances. That's like one of the favorite shares you've told me. It's like, Kina actually made my money back. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was, it was like, oh my goodness, she was right. You know, because when you say that you're like, okay. (laughs) It sounds like such an empty promise. Right. And especially I've tried you know, so I'm like, what is she going to do that's so different that I'm going to do? And to be honest with you, as I was thinking about this, you know, you're the first person that I've ever done coaching with one-on-one. And so you do people's, their masterclass or, but to have that one-on-one kind of hold your hand, walk you through the process, 
help you with the process, you know, because, you know, to make sure that I understood what was going on and how to, especially how the money date and the spending plan worked, because it took me maybe about two times to be like, what? But then I kind of got the hang of it and just kind of having that accountability. But I think the biggest thing that I learned from you or that I'm grateful for with the process is you didn't necessarily start off right with the money. You started off about your feelings surrounding money. And I think that's very important because our finances is very emotional. And I learned and then started realizing all these patterns and these negative or false narratives that I would tell myself myself about myself since working with you I've proven them wrong and so it you know just from that standpoint of me having confidence in myself regarding my finances and what I'm capable of doing you said a lot and I'm like writing notes down because I'm like ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell me more about like some of the false narratives that you've had that I'm not good with money I I can't hold on to money that, you know, as soon as I get it, I spend it, that I would do that. But guess what? I saved over $3,000. Like that's safe. Untouchable. Yeah. I've never had that much money saved that, you know, like I said, I've done with the same income that I've had, even with, you know, because I kept on talking about when we go back to normal from pre-COVID. Well, basically, my life is back to normal. You know, my daughter's back in her activities and, you know, there's a lot of drive and back and forth and I'm still saving, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, but yeah, the main thing is that I'm not good with money and, uh, you know, I can't hold on to money. And as soon as I get it, I spend it. That's not necessarily true if I don't want it to be. What do you think has been like the biggest shift for you? Because I think a lot of people can relate to the narrative, the false narrative that you're naming, which is like, I'm not good with money. So how how have you shifted that narrative? I am intentional about how I choose to spend my money. And so when I make purchases, most of the time, except birthdays and Christmas, my daughter's birthday or Christmas, <laughs> is this in alignment with, with what um, I, I want? Is this in alignment with my intention? And so there was a purchase that I wanted to make for a training class. And I made the intentional decision that I was going to use money that may have been allocated for something else to pay for this training. You know, that was a decision that I made, which is kind of hard to explain, but it's more the intentionality regarding my spending. Well, it didn't just like leave your hands, you know, you know where it's going And you know the impact. If I do this, like I can weigh all the pros and cons of it, if you will. Right. So just shifting that mindset, you know, they're, they're, like you said, they're kind of like checks and balances. You know, if you do this, what might you be not necessarily giving up, but, you know, offsetting to have this experience or to do this training or to do this class? No, I think that that's very, like, it's, it's a shift in mindset and narrative. And I know even in working with you, I feel like you've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, no, Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how am I going to mess this up? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, even if, like, and you kept, keep telling me, you have, you know, eight, $9,000 between all your accounts. You're going to have to do something pretty major <laughs> to mess it up. And then I'm like, 
is kind of right, you know? And your thinking is completely different. So one of the other things that I love to remind Dana of is because we started working together in March, which was also like in the midst of COVID and everything shutting down. And Dana was getting a tax refund. You were like on the tail end of getting your bonus too from your job. And I'm like, Dana, what are you, what are you going to do with your tax refund? And so Dana, what were you going to do with your tax refund? Now, how do you like think about money? Cause Dana's going to get, you know, presumably another tax refund in 2021. You're also probably going to get a bonus from your, from your job, but like how, how has your thinking about money and finances shifted that like, as you look to the year ahead, like, how are you thinking about money? How do I put it? Number one, how am I going to kind of pay me regarding, you know, what do, what do I want and how am I going to make it happen um, with the money that I have? So how am I going to allocate it with setting aside money for emergency fund, setting aside money for vacation, setting aside money for things that I know is going to happen, like my daughter's birthday. She's going to go back to school. Christmas is going to happen again. These are not surprises. These are not emergencies. They come every year. And so just setting aside money. So when, when those holidays do come around, you're prepared. And even I was like, well, how, you know, it's kind of like taking a dollar and splitting it, you know, 500 ways. And it's not necessarily you're going to have the full amount for everything. So say, for instance, I want to save a thousand dollars for Christmas. Well, I may not be able to save $1,000, but I can save maybe 500. So having something is way better than, you know, not having anything at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, shifting that mindset, especially, you know, things like, yeah, I do need an oil change every three months. And so now when I get the oil change, like the money's there, or when I had the flat tire, guess what? There was money there. Or when, you know, I'm at the dealership and they're like, well, you need an oil change and... I can get the and. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to like even money goals, I know on one of our last calls, because Dana and I still work together, you were even telling me, because we did another exercise where I was like, where do you want to be six months from now, a year from now? And just even like as your coach reflecting back to you, hearing you talk about like, okay, my daughter is going to be turning 16 in the next couple of years. What does that look like? Or is it 17 in this area to drive? It was 16 when I drove. Whatever it may be, it was like, if I want to buy a car for her, what does that look like? And so just to hear you shift in your priorities. So like when I met you this year and when you were talking about your tax refund, it was like, "Mm, I'm going to spend it. And now it's like, well, how do I, it's not that I'm not going to get anything that I possibly desire, but you are thinking about it in where do I want to be three years from now, five years from now, you're thinking about like the the bigger picture. And I feel like financial goals are just something that you do now. And it's, it's like not even, it's second nature. Right. It is definitely becoming second nature. Um, and for the day-to-day spending, one of the game changers, because you have a, you know, a, a better idea of your, your financial standing, like where you are. And I heard somebody say, you know, not paycheck to paycheck, paycheck to Monday. That was me. (laughs) So I always have that idea of where I stand financially, what's been paid, what's not been paid, as you knew in the beginning. I didn't even know when my bills were due because I was like, well, what's the point? Because if I don't have the money when it's due, 
they get paid, they get paid when I get the money, <laughs> you know, and since I've been working with you, all the bills have been paid on time in full because I was good for paying on something. Yeah. So the whole amount has been paid and most of the major bills are, you know, on automatic draft and nothing has bounced, which I, I you know, prior to this, things bounce a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. Tell us. I mean, I feel like you probably don't even know that woman anymore, but tell us more about like, where were you when we started together financially? There was, like I said, I had no savings and paycheck to Monday. There would be times when I would purposely let things bounce because I knew that I didn't have enough money to live and to pay that bill. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I was good for paying on something. And it went to even paying on the car note or paying on the mortgage. You know, they would not get the full amount for that month, which, you know, leads to, you know, then the cycle of late payments and late fees and things of that nature. And so all of that, you know, as I said, right, right now, everything has been paid on time and full. (laughs) (laughs) That's really like, for me, that's big because late payments was probably, you know, one of the biggest, another big hurdle that um, we've overcome. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm not even, it's to the point where I'm not even worried about whether a bill is going to be, there's money there. It'll get paid, you know, on time. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, you, you've mentioned your daughter and even as I'm like listening to you talk right now, I'm excited about the work that you've done and what this means for her. I know we talked a little bit, I remember a little bit about it in the first call. We kind of talked about like, how do you want her to start developing a relationship with money and what do you want to show her? And we even talked about having an allowance for her as we had like gone on so she could understand the value of a dollar because it's real easy to say, mom, I want Chipotle. And you don't know that, oh, it's like $10, like five times. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that kind of like decision making there. But have you seen, have you had more opportunities to talk about money with her? No, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we, and we're, me and her are still working on the whole allowance thing. I mm-hmm. am open to pick, giving her allowance. She's not open to working for it. So <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> but I even think even, even that though, I think is, is a lesson, right? Like she's learning something in that, that you care about money in a different way. And I, I know full and well that she'll get to a point where she'll understand. Right. But no, yeah, it is. It is very interesting. You know, she, you know, got money for her birthday. And now all of a sudden something that costs $15 is expensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when she's paying for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she's learning, you know, with, with her money, we did find, you know, the debit card for her. And I can easily, you know, transfer money from my account to hers or, you know, put her uh, cash on her account. And so she is able to, you know, track her spending and understand it, you know, now having a little bit more uh, freedom, you know, when she goes out, understanding that Starbucks is, you know, your vanilla bean frappuccino costs five, six dollars. So you already know that I have a a Starbucks problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's your advice. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I remember in the beginning, you were like, well, how much are you going to set aside for Starbucks? It was like $50. You were like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, every day, every day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> so one of the things you mentioned too, is that like you have tried before to manage your finances. This is the first time that you worked with a one-to-one coach. How has our work felt different, I guess, than like when you tried this journey before? Number one, like I said, the accountability. I think you had mentioned in my, in the beginning, I had some reservations about my um, ability to remain disciplined and consistent. And so I do think having, you know, accountability helps with that, at at least until you get in a rhythm. Mm -hmm. It helps me. Also, you know, there were some some tools that, uh, you know, some very tangible tools that that you provided that, you know, I hadn't heard of or not that I hadn't heard of, but, you know, was, was never presented to me. But like I said, also, you know, you started off with changing how you think about yourself. And, you know, uh, trying to understand your relationship with money and and starting from there. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you like? What's the result that you're most excited about? Like I said, like there's a savings account, like there's a real savings account, like money goes in and it stays there. You know, you put the money in and you transfer it back to your checking in. No, it goes in there and it stays in there. Then watching that number get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So that also just being more intentional about how I'm spending my money. I want people to understand, like, especially when you're doing your spending plan and everything, it's it's a fluid document, so to speak. It changes as your needs and intentions change. And so it's not etched in stone. And so, you know, in a few weeks, I'm going to have to revisit it because the cost of my benefits went up. So how how am I going to have to, you know, shift things or you know, say for instance, something comes up that I want to to plan towards. How do I make room for that? So those are some of the things that it makes you feel empowered, so to speak, over your own finances. And yeah, it makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel confident that I am good with my money. You are good with your money. Yes. <laughs> and there's no, I think the email I sent out today was like how Dana stopped robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yes. <laughs> so, and yeah, like I said, it was, I was the queen of I'll pay on it. <laughs> huh? <laughs> so from your story, what is one takeaway you would want listeners to have? It's not too late. Start where you are. And I think, you know what, as I really reflect on it, it the reason or my apprehension was probably embarrassment and shame and to give yourself grace. You're not the only one. And I mentioned to you, you know, like, you know, I sent you the email, like what, and I said, like, what you have taught me is invaluable. And I never say stuff like that because that doesn't make sense. You know, money, I gave you money, which is a very real and tangible thing. And what you gave me were life skills. And although it's not tangible, it is real. So you will not be disappointed. It's not too late. Start today. Give yourself grace. I love it. Fonda has a question. And so she says, once you started working with Kina, did you have any setbacks or a setback? And if so, what did you do or how did you get on track? I think the biggest setback was I had to get a new fence, which was a $900 purchase that I hadn't planned for. And so it it just reviewing the spending plan making changes and, and just, you know, having to reallocate money for, for that particular expense. There will be setbacks. There will be uh, emergencies. Real things happen. AC units go, hot water heaters, transmissions. You just 
review your spending plan. Where can I shift? And like I said, your flex, your, your spending plan is is flexible. It's nimble. It 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 changes. It's it's fluid. Um, and you just where can I shift? And then you just from there, you just keep going. You keep going. No matter what, you just don't stop or let yourself go down that 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 hole or or fall back into your bad habits. Yeah. And I would say to your comment earlier about like the accountability and the coaching side, and I don't necessarily know that this was like a setback, but I feel like one of the things we talked about a lot was we were like reworking your groceries and eating out and like trying to find that right balance for you. Cause you didn't want to like, I don't want to go in a hole, right? Like I'm trying to figure out what does this look like? Because I also, Kina, I'm not going to be cooking all the time, right? Like we were trying to find this, this happy balance. We were able to talk about it. And, and I'm still trying to find that happy balance. I mean, and, and some weeks are better than others. You know, some weeks I'm more willing to cook than, than, than other weeks. But, you know, it's kind of like when, um, uh, you know, you're working with, with project management or whatever, you do a pilot, you test it, you get feedback. You tweak it and you keep doing it until you get it right. And so that's kind of like, you know, and, and like you said, it's, it wasn't, you know, the fence was like a major setback. But there are things like day to day, you know, because in the beginning, you kind of guesstimate how much I'm going to need for eating out and how much I'm going to, you know, but once you kind of live it for a few months, you can kind of balance. Well, you know what, maybe I need a little bit more money for eating out and less money for groceries because this is just not realistic that I'm going to cook every day. Or, you know, because you know you or, you know, with my daughter, we're sometimes not getting home till 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to I'm not going to start cooking. So we're going to get pizza <laughs> and, you know, just plan for that. <laughs> yes, you've had many Alitos pizzas. <laughs> going back to Domino's. <laughs> but right, like, I think that that's the point that I always try to stress to people. It's not about being perfect. No. One of the things that I think people say all the time is like, I need to stick to the plan. And I'm like, that sounds so like constricted and I don't want to even do it because you're telling me I got to stick to it. And I like earlier how you were talking about like the spending plan, it's nimble and it can move with you. Granted, right? Like you, you do want to take care of it and nurture it and it'll take care of you, but it'll, it'll also take care of you in those times where it's like you're not perfect because of the fact that you're being consistent. Right. And so I think, that, like you said, the spending plan is flexible, but the consistency mm-hmm. of, of showing up and, and kind of doing the work. And the work is not that hard, you know, but just, you know, being aware and accountable of where your money is going and how, how you are spending it. And you will see the results. And it even got to the point where once I was like, I don't feel comfortable having so much money in my account. (laughs) You know, I don't feel comfortable. I don't trust myself because I know it's there. It's also, it goes back to like, there's so much, that's why I start with like the emotion and the mindset piece, because I, I think all of us are capable of putting numbers in a sheet, but there's so much more that money touches. And it can be from like money stories in your life and what you believe about yourself, how you saw your parents manage money, whether they did it well or didn't do it well, or you were divorced or not. Like there's this, all these different factors. You're literally having to train your brain. Like you said earlier, you were undoing false narratives, unlearning things that you believed about yourself. And so 
I know I'm constantly telling you like, Dana, trust yourself. You got it. Right. You got it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, this is who you are. And you're someone who knows how to, to manage your money. You save money. And for anyone who's listening, no matter where you are in your journey, I would offer like that you can have that belief in this moment. And then you do the work that shows like, this is who I am. I am someone who saves, even if you're saving $5 a month or $5,000 a month, but like you are someone who saves money. Right. You know, I kind of, you know, appreciate you. Um, like I said, the, the tools that were provided, but also the accountability and helping me realize a lot of this has to do with how you think about your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And I think once you get past that, then it's like, wow. And I think it's going to open up other doors. Like I know you have some business ventures you want to start. And so I'm just waiting for those to like be unleashed. Cause I'm like, you got the money, you got, you got this part of your life. So now you can push into these other areas. Working on that. <laughs> I know I'm not, I'm just, you know, I'm seeding. So like in a yes. year from now, the conversation will be about, will be about that. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? I think that we've covered everything. Yes. I think that we've covered everything. I, I wasn't one who had credit card issues because I've already gone through that <laughs> in my earlier years. So I didn't have credit issues. It was more, you know, like I said, the late payments or just, you know, being more intentional with, with the, the money and paying bills on time and come to find out that number one, I make enough. <laughs> I make enough to pay my bills on time and I make enough to save, you know, and I can do both at the same time and still live my life. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, it's still like mind blowing because this time next last year, I was not in this same position. I was literally waiting until probably the, the paycheck before Christmas to buy Christmas gifts because that's when I had the money. When, you know, it was it, it was little things that would happen. Like um, over the summer, there was a sale and I wanted to buy my daughter some, some swimsuits. And I was like, wait a minute, I have money set aside just for shopping. I can buy the swimsuit. And so I was even able to kind of start Christmas shopping back in October because I had been planning for this. So there was money that, so if I saw something that was a quote unquote good deal or something that I wanted to get for Christmas for someone, I could do it. For me, those are the, the big wins and the little wins. Well, you know, I enjoy working with you. And I was going to say to the credit card debt, because you don't have credit cards at all, which I think in some ways it's like, the results you have are even greater because it's like you're managing, you're not, you're not borrowing from anyone to manage what you have. Um, and as you spoke to, you're like, I, I did the credit card thing already, but to, to have this newfound revelation of like, I can take the money I have and I can put it towards the things that I desire without looking at my bank account and wondering why there's $2 in it or it's negative or any of those things. Like, I mean, I, the last time we met, I was like, there's, Dana, there's like $8,000 across your accounts. Like, you're good. Granted, Dana would probably tell you she doesn't have any money because it's all planned for and like she knows what it's for, but it's, it's not that um, she shifted from, I look at my bank account, I'm gonna make decisions based off of the, 
dollar amount that I see. <laughs> right, right. And and that's how it was. And I sometimes look at my bank account and there'd be nothing or there'd be a, a few dollars. <laughs> and so there weren't many decisions to make on that, just stay home. But now to make decisions, to be honest with you, I have to look at the spending plan because the bank account, you know, because we do the multiple bank accounts and I need to know what's allocated for what. So it's a definitely a different way for me to look at at things and and making spending decisions and it was just so weird when we you had me write down in the beginning so have you write down like your six months goal one year five year and at the end of six months I met all the goals I met all my six month goals I was like wow how did that make you feel like like I said um and I'll tell everybody else it just kind of sneaks up on you, but then it makes you feel like accomplished. Yeah. But it, it like I said, it, it snuck up on me. Like I was doing it and, but and it, you almost didn't realize like, you know, you, you've checked off all these goals. Like you should, you set a goal and you accomplished it. Like you should be proud of yourself. And I, I think, you know, this is still something that I'm working on is celebrating my wins and trusting myself. Which You've, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> I'm going to let you get a tattoo that says I can trust myself. Yes. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in the spending plan. <laughs> so name one action that listeners can take or a piece of advice that you would have given yourself a year ago. Well, there, I think there would be a couple of them. But definitely for me, the game changer was the multiple bank account. And so I have a bank account that pays just bills. And I don't touch that. I don't even bring that card with me out the house, except during Christmas time. And then I have for for things, long-term savings, you know, emergency fund, vacation, stuff that I, you know, don't want to touch. And then, you know, the short-term savings. And then kind of like, as you you put it, you know, you chuck cheese money. And that's what I use. And I use that for groceries, gas, eating out, um, spending money. And, and that's the money that I have. And instead of looking at that big picture and spending it all, this is what you have right here. And so that, that did teach me a little bit of, of discipline. And I don't, and, and discipline always seems to have a negative connotation, but it just, you know, so I don't, but I can't find another alternative word for it, but it, it taught me the discipline to kind of, you know, this is what I kind of have made the decision or be intentional about. And so I'm going to stick with it and stick with it, with it. And like we said before, for the first couple of weeks, even months, that number may shift up or down. So you can, can make room because you want to live, you know, you don't want to feel so con- restricted that you may fall back and just, you know, spend everything. So for me, that was the game changer. Put it in a different account and don't touch it. And who would have thought? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I don't know. I mean, I've had, you know, had money for my paycheck go into the savings account and I had this and I would just transfer the money over. So I don't know why this time it just kind of, you know, it, it worked a little different. Like I said, maybe a different mindset. So those things kind of go hand in hand, because I honestly believe that if you don't kind of address the, the emotions and feelings associated with money, no matter how much work you do, you may end up in the, in the same position, creating the same cycle. 
So kind of once you, what, whatever it is, you know, for me, it was the false narratives. For me, it was, was not trusting myself with being a good financial steward over my finances. And that has changed through journaling, affirmations, you know, those things that may seem a little kind of, you know, high in the sky, little woo woo. But for me, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't think journaling really worked, but I will, I will tell you that it does work. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a convert. So definitely it makes you look at your thoughts and your thoughts create your, your reality in the sense of they're, they're attached to your feelings and your emotions. And so it's attached to your results. Yes. So I, I think that was probably the biggest thing is without addressing that, I don't know if we would have been, or I would have been as successful. Well, you are. I want you to hold the belief that you can trust yourself and Dana is good with money in a year from yes. now. I wrote that down in my journal yesterday. I'm doing my little gratitude, 30 days of gratitude. I am grateful that I am a good financial steward over, over my personal finances. I'm grateful awesome. that I am good with money. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I appreciate it because I know in the beginning you were kind of like also like, mm -mm, Tina, I'll let you know when I'm yeah, ready. I, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate um, it. It's like, I want to put my business out there, but from a personal standpoint, I'm working on showing up more authentically. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes you're your business or your story can, you know, help someone else. So mm -hmm. if you've given me so much. So if me telling my story can help someone else, then it's worth it. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into this series. I enjoyed recording it when I was in my Facebook group, and I hope you are enjoying listening to the audio, no matter where you are in your financial journey. If you haven't already, definitely go and download my money journal because I want to walk you through how to adopt these transformations in your life. I don't want you just listening to their stories, but I want you to think about like, how does their story apply to where I am financially? And what can I take from their story and actually implement into my life this year to change my current money story. So if you go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash one client series, that's W-O-N-C-L-I-E-N-T-S-E-R-I-E-S, you will get a free download for a money journal to walk you through this five-day series and put it on repeat as many times as you want. And if you also know that you're ready to dive deeper with a coach and you want to apply to work with me, then you can go to wealthovernow.com and I will see you there. Bye. I just love it that you made it to the end of this episode of Money Files. I hope some part of today's story resonated with you and showed you the power of coaching. Today, I'm inviting you to take the first step and book a one-to-one -one call with me. We'll discuss what you're hoping to achieve with your money, where you need support, and how I can help you reach your financial goals faster than you ever could alone. Go to www.wealthovernow.com and book a call. Once again, my name is Kina and thank you again for joining me. Also, stay tuned for the next episode.